Welcome to the Future Is Podcast, where we meet the people shaping what's next in technology, business, and beyond. I'm your host, Bill Kirkus, Chief Marketing Officer at Honeywell. A wonderful topic today. Earlier this year at Honeywell, we talked about how 60% of our research and development investment is based on new products focused on ESG, environmental, social, governance, outcomes. But our ESG story goes much further back than that. I'm so thrilled to welcome Ann Madden, Honeywell Senior Vice President and General Counsel, to discuss more about our company's ESG journey and where we're headed. Ann, welcome. Thanks, Phil. So excited to have you here. Let's let's start at the top, really. Can you talk just about our ESG and sustainability program in general and its origins and kind of how we've progressed over time? Absolutely. You know, we are so proud of our 100-plus-year-old legacy. We're a company that's been around for a really long time. And ESG for us, sustainability for us, is way more than just a simple program or an initiative, along with other programs and initiatives. It's really um, in our DNA and part of the fabric of what we do. And I like to say it's woven into everything that is Honeywell, whether it's our innovation, Mm -hmm. to our operating system, to our governance starting at the from the board of directors down. Uh, and our track record is not new. We have been at this for 20 years. And as a formal matter, when we launched our sustainability program, we first established our global inventory of, um, of greenhouse gas emissions per the greenhouse gas protocol. And then in subsequent years, we set new and higher bars right. and met and exceed exceeded them every time. Another area is is kind of Honeywell's focus. Um, We have goals in 2035 and 2024. Can you just walk us through some of the things we're doing internally in our own company to meet some of our objectives? Yeah, let me um, let me break down the two elements of our of our most recent commitments. Great. Relative to scope one and scope two GHG emissions, Uh, We've committed to be carbon neutral in our facilities and our operations by 2035. That's the scope one and the scope two. When it comes to scope three, we have also committed under the science-based target initiative to drive to neutrality to address our scope three emissions and think about those as our full value chain emissions. Like suppliers or partners? Exactly. So when our customer who is using our products and solutions is emitting um, those those are accounted for as our scope three emissions. And so um, we continue to innovate with products and services that help our customers because when we give them tools and solutions to help them reduce their own emissions, that is a reduction in Honeywell's scope three emissions. And so that's how the scorekeeping oh, works. they're interrelated very closely. They're all interrelated. Yeah. And Solstice is a great example. So Whole Foods is now using our Solstice refrigerant, right. low global warming refrigerant product in its stores. And, um, and when they get the benefit of those emissions reductions, that is a scope three reduction for Honeywell because we've enabled them to do that. Um, and so the way we are instrumenting this, like 
the way we always instrument everything at Honeywell. Everything has an operating system and an execution plan. And so we've set up um, a specific ESG fund to target the projects that we deploy. I'm the chair of our ESG um, capital project fund right. together with other senior leaders at Honeywell. Um, and we look at the best projects to address emissions, whether it be, you know, lighting, whether it be electrifying our fleet. Right. Um, you know, all of those things we use and have, you know, specific projects that we execute against to be able to meet our scope one, scope two, and and ultimately our scope three emissions. Um, We have executed sustainability projects around 6,100 of those in our facilities. Um, We have set up a specific ESG uh, capital investment program uh, that that I steer that is focused specifically on ESG projects, high-return ESG projects in our our facilities and operations. We've remediated and restored 3,000 acres to be valuable community assets. Um, and, and we've spent over $4 billion on our remediation projects in the last 15 years. So we, um, we are very serious about this, and we have a strong track record of meeting or exceeding our goals. And we quantify and report these positive impacts that we have with really open and transparent disclosure to our shareholders, our communities, and our employees and of course, important to Honeywell, which re- what is really what makes us unique, is that we continue to innovate with products and services in the sustainability area that help not only ourselves, but our customers to reduce their own emissions, which is super exciting. We do this for ourselves, right. and we do this for our customers. And, and that's what I think is so unique and exciting about Honeywell, we serve so many industries, right? Aerospace, retail, energy. Um, and you talked about our 100-year our heritage and even just 20 past years here in kind of the ESG area. But what are some specific examples of sustainability technologies we're developing at Honeywell that most get you excited? Yeah, you know, it's a great question. We are a very diverse, very complex, large portfolio. Yeah. But when you think about our portfolio, our sustainability innovation is not in one place. Right. It's in many, many places. Uh, it's in our sustainable technology solutions business within performance materials and technologies where we have advanced plastics recycling technology and sustainable aviation fuels and eco-fining and renewable energy storage and controls and carbon capture and, and our plays with the hydrogen economy. But then if you turn to our building technologies business, we have our sustainable building technologies offering where we, um, where we help our customers drive energy efficiency and improve their own emissions profile And then in aerospace, we're innovating in areas like electric aircraft, UAM, UAS, um, and the electrification of the aerospace industry. So there are so many ways that Honeywell is innovating. Um, You know, I, I gave some examples, but I think it's really powerful for people to understand that today over 60% of Honeywell's revenues, which is a big number, our ESG-oriented revenues, and we are we our say meets our due. We invest in R and D spend 
Um, over 60% of our R&D spend um, in new product innovation is associated with sustainable and ESG-oriented uh, products and services. Well, and you said earlier, I mean, those are amazing amounts. I mean, you're you're basically having the whole company focused in this area. And DNA was a really good comment that you said, right? It's not one area of Honeywell or one aspect of it. It's across, it's across the whole company. But so ESG is kind of a very broad category of things, if you will. Um, it's central to what we do. But what about corporate citizenship? What are some of the recent community initiatives that we've done? Yeah. Well, you know, I am proud to say that um, the tone is set at the top with our board of directors right. on corporate citizenship. Um, they are very committed to who we are as a company and what we give back. And so the social or S part right. of ESG is a topic at every single board meeting um, and drives the direction of, of where we go and who we are as a matter of um, corporate governance and giving back. Um, we, we want to be leaders in corporate citizenship, and so we're very purposeful about it. So we talk a lot about the E, the environmental side of ESG, but on the social side, um, we, we as employees and as a corporation work together, for instance, to um, fund relief for um, displaced people in Ukraine. Um, it's been so exhilarating to see our employees yeah. who are so giving, um, you know, devote their own funds for the corporation to match to really make Ukraine relief impactful. Um, we we do innovation labs around the world in collaboration with universities. We invest heavily with our community partners in STEM education, which is really important to Honeywell. And it's very virtuous. We're not only giving back to minority communities in STEM education and promoting that, but these are talented recruits that can come to Honeywell yeah, sure. yeah. from a talent perspective, you know, once they're through their education process. Um, our Honeywell humanitarian relief efforts are really, really powerful. I mean, we've put safe and sustainable drinking water in 10,000 homes in India, and we continue to work on, on those initiatives. And it's just very um, – it's a very diverse approach. Um, it's all connected to improving diversity um, today, 30% of our U.S. workforce is ra racially or ethnically diverse, um, which is 1.2 times our peer comp median. So oh, we're proud yeah. of that. Um, we also have a safety track record that is over four times better than that of our industrial peers. And so it's really world class. And, and you can't be world class without the investment and the programmatics and the resource deployment to make sure that we can accomplish what we want to accomplish. And I can't leave this question, Bill, without a shameless plug. <laughs> I was going to do it for you. Um, <laughs> for our new environmental, social, and governance report, our, our, our ESG report, which is on the verge of being published. This was formally titled our corporate citizenship report. And um, oh my gosh, I want our our you know, listeners to go look at it. It is just a massive and incredibly exciting body of work. It's one source of truth for everything that Honeywell does from an ESG perspective. And 
when I went through the the building of it and the content um, contribution, and then when I looked at the finished product, I was so proud to be a future shaper. Yeah, you know, you 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 stole my thunder a little bit because I'm up, I'm up no I'm about <laughs> a, a year into the CMO job, and I remember the report last year. And so many companies will put out a report, obviously, but it's one, three, five pages. This is what we're doing at a high level. I mean, remind me, I, the one last year was what, 60, 80 pages? Mm-hmm. You know, it is very thorough. And I'm sure yeah. this one's even, you know, even more detailed. Yeah, think 100 pages. Yeah. But you can navigate it really easily. So I don't want to scare our listeners <laughs> and say, oh, my God, it's too big. It, it's very, very easy to navigate. And yeah. you can go to the points of interest. But I'm, right. I'm in love with it. I think it's <laughs> amazing and very, very excited it about it. It goes back to transparency. 100 pages is a lot of information, right? So that's cool. That is our commitment. We have a big commitment to transparent disclosure. So let's switch over to the G portion of ESG here. Talk a little bit about our role in governance and you know, our business and then the impact of our operations? Great question. Um, you know, I happen to be a governance wonk, so you'll have to forgive me, but <laughs> I believe that all roads start and end with good governance. And so I mentioned on the S, the social, S of ESG, the social side, right. that it all begins with a, a strong board of directors and the tone set at the top. Our board of directors is an incredibly strong, independent, diverse board of directors, and they do set the tone from the top on governance. Um, They have an extremely high bar. I'm proud to say that we have an incredibly diverse board with 50% of our independent directors being diverse. We're one of 12 companies in the S&P 500 to receive 100% score from the Center for Public Accountability. Mm. We take this incredibly seriously. We, um, We run the company with three foundational principles. It's integrity and ethics, it's workplace respect, and it's inclusion and diversity and our commitment to those foundational principles. And we say to our employees on their way into Honeywell and throughout their Honeywell career that if you cannot espouse our three foundational principles, you really shouldn't work at Honeywell because we require it. It's it's not a nice-to-have. It's a must-have. Um, we've created a new role in my organization for ESG and governance. And so that role reports to me now um, and, and just adds to the um, enhanced disclosure and transparency. And then the operating system that brings together all of those disparate elements of ESG and sustainability mm-hmm. woven throughout our company to make sure it can happen in a coordinated place with the right set of governance. Right. Um, it's it's a lot of herding of cats because we do a lot, but um, we, we invested in a role to bring that all together because the governance element of it is really, really important to us. We, um, we both obviously see and speak to a lot of employees. Um, and, and I think about mission and purpose. And when I was in aerospace, a lot of people go to the aerospace division because they like flight or they like the mission to Mars or what, what can we do there. Can you talk a little bit about the employees you speak with, just all of us, right, everyday employees, and how it feels to say there's a, there's a personal mission, right? I, I want to be sustainable. Oh, but in my business, in my, my career, there's also a purpose and mission now. What are some of the anecdotes you get there? Yeah, you know, I have the great honor of being able to speak on this topic yeah. a lot, both internally and externally. And the most thrilling part is when you see the excitement 
of those who aren't as familiar with our ESG oriented innovation and the the solutions that we have today that are helping the world be a better place. Right. Um, that engenders so much excitement. And when I talk to recruits and when we at large talk to recruits, um, it's not just the younger cohort, the 20-somethings who demand to be mission-driven. They don't want to work for a company where they can't be mission-driven. So it's very exciting for that cohort. But it's also exciting for those of us who are later in their careers. Right. And, and it's a brand new shot in the arm to come to work every day knowing the power of what we're able to do in terms of our leadership in the energy transition and how we have transformed the company um, you know, through this ESG lens and our devotion to inclusion and diversity and the progress that we've made right. is so exciting. And we're making that so much more transparent to people in our disclosures that, you know, the feedback that I get through all of the folk that, um, you know, that here is so overwhelmingly positive and the gratitude and excitement is just builds on itself. Yeah. I think it's cool because, you know, we have about 100,000 employees and I guess you could argue my role in terms of external, I probably make a little bit more contribution here and there, but like all the tiny little contributions, all those are employees in a bigger picture, again, with the same mission and purpose is pretty cool. Yeah. And there's a multiplier effect, totally. right? Yeah. Because yeah. our missionaries become ambassadors of the program. And I want every single one of our employees to read our ESG report right. so that they are completely steeped right. in the full picture so that they can really be missionaries in the program. And so you talked about, you know, the leadership coming from the board and CEO level and, and we're a fortune 100 company. So we have a, I feel like we have a responsibility as a big big company, right, to, to do these things. But do you have advice for other business leaders, whether it's global 1,000 companies or even smaller companies, in executing, creating, and, and collecting their ESG goals and visions and, and executing on them? Yeah, it's a great question because the, the regulations, whether it be here in the U.S. or in the U EU or otherwise globally, are very fluid and becoming increasingly demanding year right. over year. And so the advice that I give to our customers and that Evan Van Hook, our chief sustainability officer, give to our customers, this is a conversation we have with our key, many of our key account customers, um, is don't be ad hoc. You cannot do this ad hoc. You need to be purposeful about putting an operating system in place because this is the reporting element of this and the instrumentation of it and the governance around it cannot be ad hoc because companies are going to have their feet held to the You're fire right. from yeah. a disclosure perspective. Yeah. And so you really need to get it right. And what I, the admonition that I give our customers and we try to help them by, by um, sharing the way we built our own program um, is think about this like a, like a Sarbanes-Oxley requirement here in the U S oh, um, yeah, it, it's going to need to be that rigorous. Yeah. And so don't wait too long, really be purposeful about building your operating system. Yeah. And we're here to help. Yeah. We are here to help. Um, we, we've already, you know, set that up. We have more work to do, of course, because the rules keep changing. But, um, you know, we are very, very open and eager to do anything we can to help our customers. Terrific. So 
we could spend hours on this topic, or at least I could. But the the name of the podcast is "The Future Is," and we, you know, I like to ask one last question of our guests, and that is, when you were young or younger, what did you want to do when you were grow? What did you want to be when you grew up? Yeah, I um, really wanted to be a veterinarian. Really, I, I love animals. I may still be a veterinarian as my <laughs> post retirement. Uh, gig someday. Right. I uh, I really really adore animals, and so yeah, that's that's the career I never had. Um, but uh, but I'm pretty psyched about the career I do have and the contribution that uh, that I'm trying to make here at Honeywell. It's a really cool role that has just evolved so quickly. So Anne, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Future Is. For more stories on the people and innovations shaping what's next in business and life, subscribe to The Future Is and leave us a review where you listen to your podcasts.